Today's episode of Recovery Survey is fueled by Brainwash Coffee Company. I'm sure you've heard that drug and alcohol use is on the rise, especially during the pandemic. And Brainwash Coffee Company is working to raise money and awareness to support people seeking help. They donate 50% of their profits and their mission is to give back to the amazing recovery community. Their why is bold and their coffee is fresh. So if you want to sip on an amazing brew that warms your mind, body, and soul, then visit brainwashcoffeeco.com and use promo code recovery survey at checkout to get $5 off your first order. Brainwash Coffee Company, simple coffee for complicated people. You're listening to Recovery Survey, the podcast that shatters stigmas around different types of addictions and takes a deep dive into spiritual principles. And to really take the time to heal, um, especially if they are doing the 12 steps, you know, it's not a race. It's definitely something you want to invest, invest in yourself and to just stay connected. My guest today is named Gina Sacco. She is a co-host on the Instagram live show called Girls Talk Mondays, live on Monday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern, recovery uncensored, unfiltered, and raw. Welcome to the show, Gina. Um, I'm Gina, and I am an alcoholic. I have been sober for, I'm going on nine months on the 20th. I guess what kind of brought me here to recovery was just, I was tired of feeling sick and tired, which was every day. Um, I felt like my life was super chaotic. You know, they say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. And that's pretty much how my life was. Um, so I, one day I just woke up and decided that I was not ever going to drink again. And I haven't drank since then. I was very grateful to not have any cravings since that day. So really, it was me coming to a realization that I was ready to make a change in my life. So I believe my addiction started off when I was pretty young. I had an eating disorder, which, you know, they say a lot of addicts or alcoholics deal with food issues. And now as I got older, you know, alcohol was kind of a rite of passage uh, in high school. So I drank in high school and it really didn't start getting bad, like with the consequences until I was in my 20s. Whenever I drank, something bad came from it, whether that be totaling a car, getting pulled over, you know, ruining relationships. I was definitely someone who self-sabotaged when I was drinking. Yeah, I, I can totally relate with that as well. And and one of the things that I noticed pretty early on was that I didn't drink like other people drank. Like I always took it to the extreme. And I, I would assume that you were probably the same way. Oh, yeah. And it was weird because I would, you know, for example, I, my friends, my best friend's bachelorette party. I was like, oh, I'm going to be the DD. But of course, I'm, I get, you know, the sloppiest and they're throwing me in a cab. This is a long time ago um, before Ubers were a thing. 
but I'm being thrown into a cab and then can't pay for my cab because I buy $20 worth of postage stamps from the ATM instead of withdrawing cash. So stupid stuff like that, which I didn't even know was possible. Like I had no idea that was possible. I've, I've never heard of that either. So, you, so you mentioned that you got sick and tired of, of being sick and tired. Um, was there any kind of like major event that led up to that moment of, I need to stop that was there like a rock bottom that made you want to, to stop or that, that really pushed you over the edge of being sick and tired of being sick and tired. Um, so I actually, I attend AA and I told my sponsor, I don't really think I have a rock bottom. I kind of call them like pebbles of bottoms. Um, I think it was just over time so many things happening and just adding up that I was like, okay, drinking is the one thing that I haven't really changed. You know, everything else in my life was things were, you know, pretty good. And that was the one thing that I felt like was holding me back from like being the best possible version of myself. Um, Like I was not able to evolve as a human if I continued to drink there was nothing like bad that happened. You know, I never went to rehab. Um, I didn't get a DUI. So all the yets is what they call it. So it was just a lot of events over time accumulating just that were dragging me down. Yeah. I I, I can kind of relate to that. I mean, I had, I had a few of those, but there were definitely, there were definitely a lot of yets that I still had when I, when I found recovery. Um, I would be curious to know, cause you mentioned that you, that you have nine months sober. I'd be curious to know what the journey has been like getting sober during COVID. And if, when you, when you found the rooms that I'm not sure what part of the country you're in, if meeting, if in-person meetings were open, or if you have done the majority of your meetings virtually and what that whole process has been like. Yeah. So, um, I, my journey with AA actually started with my mom. Um, she has five years of sobriety. She just celebrated five years in February. Um, so I would, it'd be like a weekend like this and I would just be hanging out with my parents and I would just attend meetings with my mom as someone like who is supporting her. Little did I know that I needed to go myself Looking back to when I got sober, I was 51 days sober when I went to my first AA meeting for myself and it was in person. Um, And I've been going to mostly in-person meetings. I like Zoom, but I just, I'm the type of person that I like to be around other people and have that in-person connection because recovery can be super lonely. Um, And I, you know, I'm not in a relationship right now. I ditched all my so-called friends. So that was my way of meeting sober people. And I had no, no plan on um, working the steps or really getting involved. But I ended up doing that because once you go, I was going three to four times a week and people are like, you know, are you going to find a sponsor? Are you going to work the steps? So I did. And it's a whole nother level of, recovery for me. It's just been amazing. But it's weird. You mentioned the pandemic. I was trying to pinpoint something that kind of made me go over the edge and with my addiction. 
because I was told by a few people that I wasn't drinking that much when I first, I, I live in uh, Richmond, Virginia. So I was told by a few people that I wasn't drinking a lot when I first moved to Richmond in 2019. So it was something with the pandemic, I, whether it was a mixture of not working and just being bored at home all the time, but I was drinking a lot, you know, when I was at home just because I guess there was nothing to do and it was so accessible. I mean, you could get alcohol delivered to your front door in like 15 minutes. But yeah, AA has been amazing. That's awesome. And, and, and I agree with you. I, I, I love that there are online meetings and that that is available, but I'm the same way. Like I need to be in the same room as people. I need to be able to, to make eye contact and get those hugs and handshakes and like be able to see people's body language. And, you know, I, I feel like I fell in that trap, uh, during the pandemic of, of like turning my camera off and I'd be doing something else. I'd be making dinner or like working on a project around the house and only like halfway listening. And, and I just wasn't getting as much out of the meetings as, as when I'm in person. Cause when I'm there, like my phone's off and I'm there for that hour and, and I don't have the same distractions as I do at home. So there's definitely, right. yeah, for me, there's definitely benefits to being in person. I just, it, there's nothing else that compares to it. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Um, I will say that someone I do know, my mom, um, during the pandemic was always on a Zoom meeting. <laughs> the city that they live in, it's a lot stricter or was a lot stricter with in-person than where I live. So she really benefited from Zoom. That's awesome. So what does your life look like now today? What are some of the what are some major changes or what are some things that you could could say there are some benefits of, of your recovery. Yeah. I mean, this is, I'm kind of a joke. I was telling my mom earlier, we were having a conversation. I was like, I'm lonely a lot, but I'm at home way more and I'm alone way more than I've ever been. But it's also, it's a good thing because when you're in recovery, especially the early stages of it, you have to really feel those feelings in order to, to truly heal. Um, Sorry, there's five dogs in my house right now. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. But yeah, you have to truly feel to heal is what I always say. I would say I'm I'm not so much focused on pleasing other people like I was before I decided to stop drinking. My life is just it's completely different and I'm very grateful uh, for everything. As to where before, you know, I was very selfish self-seeking and self-involved and it's just been a beautiful a beautiful journey and it's only been nine months almost nine months so it's just going to get better that's awesome so what would be some advice that you would give to somebody that's new or that's thinking about recovery because i feel like a lot of the people that i have on my show have like multiple years and have been doing it forever and it's not on purpose, but I just haven't had as many newer people on the podcast. So I'd love to have kind of that perspective of, of somebody that's newer in recovery. Yeah, for sure. I would say um, to try everything without listening to other people's opinions. Um, what I've ran into, and it's unfortunate, is I have a lot of people that or I've met a lot of people that either are like totally against, you know, AA or totally against this, you know, 
way to recover. Um, but really to just do what works for you without the opinions of anyone else and to really take the time to heal. Um, especially if they are doing the 12 steps, you know, it's not a race. It's definitely something you want to invest, invest in yourself and to just stay connected. You know, it's very easily easy to isolate when you're in recovery, just like it is when you're actively in addiction. Um, and I'm really good at being alone to a fault, but um, to just stay connected uh, with people in the community, whether that's on like Instagram or in person, uh, it's super important. Yeah, absolutely. So what are some short-term goals? What are some things that you're working on right now in your life that you're trying to maybe some improvements you're trying to make or, or some, yeah. something that you've thought of, you know, cause that's, that's one of the benefits that, that we have in recovery is all of a sudden now that we're not so focused on our addiction, we have the ability to now, you know, find new things. I found hobbies like the podcast. I had no interest I, I, you know, I, I feel like I found this whole creative side of me since I, since I got clean and sober. And so I'd be curious, like what mm -hmm. kind of things you're, you're doing now. That's so cool. Um, cause I am an artist, so I totally vibe with the creativity and that side of you. That's so neat. Um, and I talked to so many people who are like, oh, I'm not creative at all. And I'm like, that's impossible. Like, I feel like everyone has a creative side. You just have to tune into it. But I did just lose my job, which was a blessing in disguise because it was just a really bad situation with my boss. So I'm, you know, looking for a job. But I also paint, which I've been doing for a few years now. Um, I'm very grateful that my my love for my art wasn't around my addiction because I know a lot of artists who are in active addiction. Who I just feel like that's why they they do their art. But for me, I didn't lose that side of me when I stopped drinking. Also, I'm working with Danny a lot with the sober app, Danny and Curtis, you know, doing projects with them. Um, Danny and I, we've talked about me, me just moving out uh, to California, which would be a huge move because I'm literally across the country. I'm going to go out there and visit for sure. But yeah, like you said, all of these things that, you know, you didn't even know about yourself and that were out there since you've joined the recovery community. I mean, I'm just, I'm getting involved with different things almost daily because um, there's just so much. Um, it's definitely a part of service. You're, you're doing a big, huge, awesome thing, uh, which is great. So I appreciate that. Yeah. So what are you and uh, Curtis and Danny, uh, what are you guys working on? Cause I know uh, for the, for the people that are listening to this episode, the episode that came out before this one is going to be Curtis and Danny sharing part of their story and how they got to where they are now with the app and, and mm -hmm. kind of the, the backstory behind them meeting and, and coming up with the idea and how that whole thing kind of unfolded. So I'd love to hear more about your involvement with them and, and what you guys are working on. Yeah. So, um, Danny reached out to me and we became super close really quick. She's one of my closest friends, which is weird to 
think that one of my closest friends is from Instagram. <laughs> it's just, it's really crazy. But um, we're always thinking of different things. Um, I told her recently, yeah, I was picking up my eight month chip and had mentioned to Danny that we should, I feel like I need to get chips for like little things in sobriety, like not flipping out. Oh, my, I made a joke um, and we talk about it all the time now. My remote was broken and just needed the batteries or something replaced. But back when I was drinking, I would have flipped out over something little like that. So, you know, we were like, I was saying how we need chips, almost like Girl Scout badges. So Danny and I have talked about, you know, custom making chips um, and opening, I guess, when there's a store for the sober app, putting them in the store. So we've talked about that. We've just talked about so much. Um, we're doing the, every Monday we do um, an Instagram live. Um, it's called Girl Talk Mondays. Oh, I, I saw I saw that. I didn't realize you were the other, other co-host. Nice. Yeah, that's me. It's just a really edited picture of me with long hair from the summer. Yeah, that's me. So we do that every Monday. We've had two so far and it's at 7 p.m. Eastern time we've gotten a lot of great feedback from it. It's supposed to be for women, but everyone's welcome. Um, it's basically, we talk about more of the, I mean, addiction itself, there's such a stigma around it, but we talk a lot about dating and sex, just things that are taboo. We push the envelope a little bit. <laughs> nice. I love that. Yes. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. I love that you guys have made that connection and, and are continuing yeah. to work together and, and built that friendship. Like I feel the same way. Like one of the, I, I do a live show on Thursday nights and uh, one of the, one of the other co-hosts, he's from California. And then the other lady is from Florida. And I feel like I've gotten so close to those two. And, you know, we, we live like 12 hours apart from each other, but we talk on the phone all the time, text all the time. Like we're involved in each other's lives. So I totally get that. You know, like having that friend that that long distance friend that you met online, like I've never met either one of these people and we spend so much time together every week. And it's just crazy yeah. how we can form those relationships, especially I feel like it's easier in recovery because we've all been through similar situations. We've all, you know, it, it's almost I had a guest on a few weeks ago that was talking about, you know, we're prisoners of war, you know, from the, the war on drugs. Like we've all been through those same kind of things, just, mm -hmm. like, just like a combat veteran, like the, how they have that bond. Like we have that bond at being in recovery because we've been in those same kind of situations. No, that's a perfect way to look at it. And I've never thought about it like that, but it it really is. It's so true. Yeah. And I think that's part of why this podcast is, I feel like it's so natural and easy to talk to people. Like we've never spoken before, but we've been, I know just from the little bit that we've talked, like we've been through some of the same stuff. Like we, yeah. we understand <laughs> each other. And I think that's part of what makes it so easy to have these conversations. It's just that, that just those commonalities of, of addiction and, and the situations that we've been through. Yeah, that's the, the one thing I love about AA. It's like I can go into this room of strangers sometimes, you know, for the, my regular meetings. I know these people. I've gotten to know them. But it's so how freeing is it to be able to go into a room full of strangers and just share your deepest, darkest secrets and not be judged? It's the same thing. It's really cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of going through a similar process right now. My, my wife and I just moved and 
so I've been at the same home group for the last 10 years and the home group's not really far away, but now it's like a, probably a, a good 45 minute drive from, from our house. And then there's a, there's a meeting that's like a mile and a half away. And I keep going back to my home group and I'm like, I, I need to step out of my comfort zone and go to this other group. That's, you know, right down the street. I, I, I know a, a handful of the people that go to that meeting, but I'm in, I'm in that same place of like, uh, but I'm so comfortable with that group of people and I'm not ready to, to do it all over again. And like, form new relationships and, f and form those bonds. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely hard when you're used to, a, you know, a certain meeting. Um, but, you know, I would say 45 minutes isn't too long, but it's also important, I think, to find meetings close to you, but that's exciting. where did you guys move? So I'm in the, the Dallas area. So we were about, 20 minutes east of Dallas and now we're mm -hmm. about an hour east of Dallas so we moved kind of more out into the country a little bit. Nice. Yeah, we we discussed it and we wanted to we we were kind of tired of of the hustle and bustle and busyness of where we were um and the real estate prices were a little bit cheaper out here in the country too. So we were able to get a a, a bigger place than than what we would have been able to purchase closer to the city. And, and we just wanted something a little more quiet and peaceful. So now we're a little further out in the country, but we, we really like it. That's awesome. Um, my sister, one of my sisters just moved to Austin. Oh, nice. Yeah. With her family. There's a lot of people moving to Texas right now. Uh, so you, you mentioned that you're doing the, uh, the Instagram live with Danny, are there any other projects that you're working on? Anything that you have coming up? Um, we just do that. The Instagram live every Monday at seven. Um, but other than that, you know, I'm a very last minute person. It's a blessing and a curse. I think it's good and bad. So I feel like a lot of our stuff sometimes is last minute, but it's been our, our best stuff. Um, so you just have to stay tuned. <laughs> That's awesome. And so as far as that show goes, cause I, I haven't tuned in, I'll be honest. I have, I haven't tuned in either of the weeks That's that you okay. guys have done it <laughs> yet, but I've seen some of the, the posts about it. Uh, so is it just the two of you or are you guys doing interviews with guests or what's kind of the format of that show? It's uh super laid back. So it starts off with just us two. And then I think it allows up to four people to to join or host at the same time. So like this past Monday, um, Mandy and someone else joined. So it's really whoever just wants to join. And I don't know if you know, Brooke, she's a nutritionist. She joined in on our first one. Um, so really, like I said, it's pretty laid back. Um, you know, whoever wants to join can join. But we try to keep it relatable, uh, which is, I know it's super important just because we want, you know, people not just in recovery to, to watch, but people who might be curious about, you know, getting sober. I love that because that's, that's kind of the mindset that I've had is like, how can I, how can I change my show up a little bit to try to attract people that aren't necessarily in the recovery 
community because it's i feel like it's easy to find people in the recovery community and be like hey i have a recovery podcast but i i still struggle to find those ways of like how do i reach people that might be curious that you know what is this recovery thing about or you know i i still struggle to find like how do i reach the people that haven't already found recovery no it's great i love what you do um this is my first podcast that i've done so i'm very excited Nice. Yes. Thank you for coming on my show. I I really do appreciate it. And, and being, being your first podcast, it's exciting. Yes, Definitely yes. exciting. It is. I'm, I'm <laughs> Awesome. Well, we're getting kind of towards the end of the time. So if you wouldn't mind maybe sharing with the listeners, if they're interested in, in the Facebook or I'm sorry, not Facebook, the, uh, the Instagram lives or, um, mm-hmm anything else? How can they find you? What's your Instagram handle? Do you have any other social medias that you'd like to promote? Um, my Instagram handle, I'll spell it. It's S A S S N S A R C A S M I C sass and sarcasmic. And I didn't change my social media. Um, it's funny. Every, everyone I talked to, they're like, yeah, I made a new social media when I got sober. And I'm like, mine's the same. Like you can see there's a very clear line from when I got, when I was drinking and when I stopped, like you can just tell, but, um, so it's either going to be from my Instagram or Danny's, you know, we flip flop and then all my other social media, you can just find from my Instagram. Um, there's just, there's a lot. So it would take five minutes to list it. <laughs> and so then are those lives also going to be on the sober app as well? Yeah. So they eventually will start, um, come, they'll be coming from the sober app. Um, but okay. for now we're going to stick to Instagram. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I'm the same way. Like it, I don't really advertise my personal Instagram account cause it's really boring. Uh, I usually just push the show account, but I'm the same way. Like if you scroll far enough down, there's probably, I definitely, I know there are definitely some pictures of me when I'm <laughs> drunk or high and yeah, there's all kinds of stuff on there. I didn't, I didn't start a new account either. I want people to see like, Hey, this is, this is how it was. So, it, you know, it's, this is real life. Exactly. Recover out loud. I can't tell you there's probably been at least half a dozen people that I used to use with or used to work with or have been, have made some kind of connection and they've seen that transformation on social media and they'll just randomly get messages. I got a message a couple of weeks ago from a guy that I haven't talked to in years. And he's like, Hey man, I'm struggling. What do I do? I'm like, yes, I love this. Thank you for reaching out, man. Like, yes, yes. That's my favorite. It's another one. (laughs) Exactly. I I love it. And that's, that's why, you know, I I feel like in the beginning of my recovery, I was kind of nervous to share it on social media. I wasn't sure if the whole thing was going to like pan out or whatever. And now today it's like, I feel like that's exclusively what is on my social media pages is pretty much exclusively, uh, recovery content or my wife tagging me in pictures of our baby. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Awesome. Well, Gina, I really do appreciate you coming on the show today. It was awesome having you on and I'm I'm so excited yeah, to to tune into your your live your live show on Monday nights. I'm definitely going to have to add that to my list of different shows. Man, there are so many podcasts and and live shows and stuff that are recovery related. I feel like my list just 
keeps growing and and then and then i connect with people on like the sober app and then the list just keeps getting longer and longer and longer <laughs> i know I'm, I, I'm gonna have to cancel my all my streaming accounts because i'm watching so many podcasts and lives lately it's awesome it's a beautiful thing for sure yeah i'm thinking i've i've actually thought about doing that too as well because there's so many and I just don't have time for all the streaming services and the recovery content. And just there's, <laughs> there's, there's too much. Something's got to go. And it's probably going to be Netflix. <laughs> Whoever increases their price next. I heard that Netflix is going up. So they're, they're out of here. <laughs> they're getting the boot. Awesome. Gina, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm so glad that we were able to connect on the Sober app. I love what you and Danny are doing with the Instagram lives and just everything that you guys are doing for the sober community. So thank you for doing what you do. You've been listening to recovery survey. If you got anything out of today's episode, I'd ask you to please leave us a five star review and share this episode with a friend. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can find us at recoverysurvey.com. You can listen to all of our episodes on the website as well as connect with us on social media where you can get previews for upcoming episodes.